Hello. Hello. What's up? What's up? What's up? That's Chris. That's Kara. And we're the, the Midnight, Midnight Babes. Um, we're here today with Anathema. Anathema. Anathema by Nick Roberts. Um, I actually think this was one of the first books he wrote, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Um, because it's the one that he he won an award for, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Um, winner of the Best 2020 horror novel. author's debut novel. Yes. This is his first book. Um, and we read Exorcist House first, and yep. we were blown away. It was so good by that from Nick Roberts. So then we were like, "Okay, what what else what you else? got?" Yeah. Um, so we're just you know the usual spoilers. Yep, of course. Um, some trigger warnings for the book, um, like drug use, mm-hmm. um, abuse, psychological, abuse. manipulative. Um, child abuse in a way. Child abuse, yeah, like um, cult drama. Yes, if, if you want to call it culty stuff, um, but, you know the works <laughs> with a spooky movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it now, was before we full on start. Can I just say, tell me, Nick, you're amazing. Yes, we love you. We love Nick. He reached out to us and he loved our review of The Exorcist House, and we just. We were fangirling. We totally were. Um, And he actually sent us Anathema to read. Yes. So we got our two copies. And he gave us some coffee mugs from the Exorcist house. So thank you so much, Nick. I drink out of that coffee mug like almost every day now. Ditto. (laughs) And we did a a power read. We just, yeah, we just like sat down and read this and like only moved to snack. Yeah. So. I just kind of like chat, be like, what the yeah. fuck? Every now and then we'll be like, whoa, whoa. And like, we're <laughs> ahead of each other. And it was like, ah, like, don't tell me. Like, but when I got there, I'd be like, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> yep. Um, I do want to say, like, this is a dark, sadistic thriller. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't necessarily categorize it as like a scary book. No, it's just that feeling of dread. Yeah, like the full, t- it was very like, I was anxious the whole time yes. almost my watch went off saying your heartbeat is above 120 and i'm like, like i'm actually in a spot where it's not, not that <laughs> bad but cool thanks for like informing me about like the last chapter i read yep and it's kind of <laughs> like you know it's got a lot of twists and turns you know a lot of spins that's fun um you know shine some light on like drug addiction that yeah. the mom suffered with the dad seems to kind of struggle with like anger issues. Mm-hmm. Um, the uncle's been released from prison. He was on parole. Scotty, mm-hmm. yeah. So like, you know, like the the neighbor has a serious medical condition, and they're over here trying to make like a a fresh start in this new and they town. Just get royally fucked. They do, <laughs> and and we like learn from the prologue, which maybe you'll have insight. But it was about this boy named David mm-hmm. in the same city who was, like, coming home. And he was not supposed to be out this late. 
but he hears a ruckus and a man like screaming, screaming bloody murder and tumbling out of a home and he's like throwing up out of his car and he threw, threw something, something out yeah and so like you know this boy goes and looks and it's this dude's balls yeah straight up castrated but he's still like driving away yeah and then all we really hear is that like somebody like drugs mm-hmm. and like puts their hand over david's mouth and, and like, like needles him that's the prologue we're like oh. what is happening okay but yeah i had once like reading a few chapters in i had a feeling that's what i was like i'm gonna call it i was like this is my thought right here and oh i oh, called it you called it you did <laughs> i'm good at that shit you did <laughs> um so family brian is the dad mm-hmm. um ellie was the mom and then derek was the little boy mm-hmm. and, and clark the clark dog. the dog the german shepherd oh animal abuse trigger yeah trigger for for some animal abuse um thankfully with all these triggers though they're not bad yeah and they know, don't like, last well very long yeah it's not like super <clears throat> gruesome or anything like that i mean there are some gruesome scenes yes you're like i get i get what you're saying yeah but at least with like the dog scene and whatnot i wasn't too it was just sad yeah so they move in um they're told to be like careful of the boy who was found drowned yeah. like a month ago like in the river um so it was interesting they meet their neighbor holly um, older lady yeah and then we kind of learn about you know their other neighbor named Marin. Who has some sort of like degenerative disease or like yeah. autoimmune, like Huntington's. Um, rumor is per Holly that her parents died and her uncle Ron takes after her or whatever. And we kind of see Marin like peeking through the windows mm-hmm. throughout the beginning of the book. And you're like, bitch, get out the windows. <laughs> What are you doing, psycho? Stop. Um, and I also want to call out, like, you thought it was fun, but I was like, no. <laughs> Playing hide and seek in an empty house? No. Mm-hmm. When they first moved in. I was Absolutely like, oh, my son's not. been doing that. And, like, he does his little giggle. Like, he can't hide correctly. You know, he's like, oh, you can't find me. And I'm yeah, like, well, now I know where you are, kid. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, not cute. not a brand new house. Yeah. That's, that's a no <laughs> for me. Um. So, like, we learn a bit about Brian in the beginning, you know, he's just trying to, like, get his family back on track at this point. Yeah, the last two years were not good for this family. Not good. Um, His wife, Ellie, um, we find out, like, had a serious drug addiction. Um, She cheated on Brian. No, 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 she did not cheat. Oh, cheated on by Brian. By Brian. My apologies. Before marriage um yeah i mean she like spiraled before ODing, and, and she would get physical yeah and when like, she was raging and then like brian would get physical, physical it was and then all the while derek is like in another room just crying crying or like, you know like, trauma poor, poor baby right and they don't want him in the middle of that but like no. so they get it together they're all they're all gonna move yeah they get there they get in their new house her her jailbird brother comes visit scotty and I quoted this because I thought it was interesting because he brought this painting that he made as a housewarming gift, but it was like all these creepy, intricate faces. Yeah. And part of it was these people are in the darkness. They see no light. They have no hope. They can't stand it. 
their very existence is anathema to them. So what happens is they change. They experience a metamorphosis, surrender until they reach nirvana or damnation. Yep. And that was pretty early on in the book, and I thought that was a nice... I think that really played out, though. It did. So, like, that is exactly how this book is. It was a good, like, forewarning of, like, yeah. this is what you're in for mm-hmm. um, without necessarily telling you, right? No, like, so the thing is, we didn't really know what we were, like, going into when we started reading this. Yeah. And I think throughout all of it, it you just have that sense of, like, it can go one way or another. another like, yeah, you you're feel like, like something don't... good is going to happen, but then... <laughs> something bad is gonna happen and you're like oh no it's fine for now um just bad choices all around but yeah there was a lot of bad choices here i mean (laughs) there's a lot to be said about brian um himself Mm -hmm. i mean like (sighs) before we get into brian The dog goes missing fairly early on. Yeah. Through a basement door with a closet. God damn, damn it, it, Nick. <laughs> I already was like, I have closet issues, I have basement issues, and you put a closet inside in a of basement. basement. And then you, you you made it worse on top of that. And I'm gonna go into that later. Um, but he got out the basement door. Um and we don't know where he is. Yeah. So, Even though, like, I, like, we have a feeling we know where he went because Ellie heard him, like, yelp. Yelp. Through the door. Because where they're living at, it's not a regular house. It's, it's a, a duplex. Ta- it's like a townhouse. Yeah. So there's, it's, you know. They've got neighbors mm-hmm. on both sides. Like, their neighbors are, they're truly, like, wall-to-wall neighbors. You're not in a separate yeah. home. Um, and yeah, we also are led to believe that, right? Because Brian goes over and knocks and is like, hey, is my dog, dog here? Yeah. And homegirl Marin is like weird at first, just like staring just at the kid. Creepy. Yeah. And then she's all like, I don't even know what he's, what she said. Let me see. If I have it written down. I think you can come over any time. And like gave like this. Yeah, it's like nothing like your wife. Like you haven't done to your wife before or something. It's it's not like you haven't done it that before. Yeah. And that was like, how how does she know that? Like. And that's exactly what Brian was thinking. It was like, like, how would she know this? So she hasn't seen the dog, but like she's being a creepy demon whore. I like, we kind of like, we knew that. You know, because of what Holly, the neighbor, was saying mm-hmm. and whatnot of like, oh, this this little girl, whatever, like in her twenties, like has a mental, like degenerative what disease. Is yeah, like yeah. A disease. and so she's gonna be a little weird. Yeah, and so it stays inside. It, it gets worse. We're like, okay, that's that's fine for now. For now. <laughs> um, so, like, while this is going on, like Ellie's still going to AA. Yeah. She's still going strong. Um, her sponsor and her best friend Barb Love is like, Barb. make sure you journal, girl, mm-hmm. in that diary. Um, just like a positive influence in her life. So I thought that that was that was nice and you know like realistic mm-hmm. as far as like you can't just move and stop going to AA, right? Yeah, like, and it's like whenever she felt like something was getting a little stressful, then it's like, okay, I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna go ahead. I'm and- gonna go to a meeting, and Brian's like, okay. 
Okay. Cool. You go. Like, whatever is going to work for you is great. I mean, Brian goes to therapy, what, twice a week? A week, yeah. Like it that. sounds like they all are Yeah, because they make Derek go, too, with all the trauma. Which was where I was going. Um, yeah. He goes with a woman named Dr. Lisa Strobel. Mm-hmm. I believe her name is. Um, and at first I'm like, why are they taking this little boy to therapy? And they kind of explain, like, because of all, like, the turmoil and trauma yeah. that they've had, they want him to have somebody to talk to, which is yeah. great, right? And, like, he – they don't really, like, lie to him either. Like, they're all going. They're all making sure we're being, like, a family and, and having this help. Doing so. this together. Yep. Um, he does tell his therapist that, like, he has an imaginary friend. Um, and his imaginary friend told him his dog was dead last night in his rude. bedroom. Very, rude. Very fucking rude. Also terrifying as a uh, child. Yeah. Terrifying as an adult. Um, and that a woman in a in a princess gown named Daisy. Which honestly, it reminds me of the Mario character Daisy. Daisy. Except yeah, because more like she's, Peach. Yeah, because she's got like the pink dress on, right? The blonde the, wig, the, blonde the white wig. gloves. Yeah, like the way they describe her. I was like, it's is, Peach. Yeah, it's Peach, but named Daisy. Daisy. Which is also a character. <laughs> so it was, it was funny, but mom and dad are a bit concerned. Yeah, because it's like he didn't start having imaginary friend until Clark went missing. So they're like, well, maybe it's about, you know, the dog, whatever. We'll, like, deal with it as it comes kind of yeah. thing, right? Um, so then, you know, like, <laughs> it's pretty great <laughs> because from here on out, like, I mean, I guess there was one other instance. I don't even... I should backpedal when Brian went to go to Marin's house when he like stepped through the door, he could like smell oh, like it smelled so how bad. gross it was and how like cold it was. He then like sees her at his son's baseball game. Yes. And she's like dressed in like all black and like the scarf. Heat. Yeah, it's like ninety like, degrees. They're sweating. And she reeks. He can like he's trying to like catch up to her, and he can like they say it smells like sewage. And, yeah, and, like, like nasty. Like ass. someone went and like blew up the bathroom and tried covering it with uh what perfume. Perfume, yeah, pretty much. Yep, yeah. designer perfume. <laughs> designer, not not poo poo perfume. Um, so then, like, the parents start hearing things, like the mom's diaries going missing, like dad's mm. losing stuff, his tools. Um, you know, and so eventually Derek, the little boy, is like, yeah, Daisy took up. And they're like, um, what? So they're like, where does this bitch come from? And he's like, the closet. So we're like, oh, great. So they go and they, like, investigate the closet. And there's a little, like, fucking creepy-ass crawl space in there. Like, you didn't want it to be spooky enough. Let's go ahead and add the creepy-ass crawl space. Yeah. Which leads to... Oh, guess what? Marin's house. But when you yep. push on hers, it's locked. Yeah. And I'm sorry, like when I first started reading it, I was like, um, nope, that gives me the fucking creeps because that's always been like a fear. That's like, a no to me. Like you're going to find something. It's like a Coraline fucking door. You know, it's going to go to the other side somewhere. I'm not, I was not having it. I mean, no. I like, I really wasn't having it. So. Thanks, Nick. Um, <laughs> right. I know. I'll keep so saying it. <laughs> Brian goes to meet up with like his old, like friend, cop friend, Dave, because he thinks that like Dave may be able to like give insight. Like, mm-hmm. is this Marin 
or like should we be concerned should we be calling the cops and while that happens it's interesting because ellie finds like items of brian's which happen to be condoms and there's like missing condoms no no, no that's not till the end no Mm-mm. that's not to the very end Oh, you're right. Yes, skip in. You're right. We just read this today, people. That's All right. All in one sitting. <laughs> While he's gone, she runs into Ron. Yes. And Ron, like, knows who she is. She's like, well, if there's anything we can do to help Marin, like, yeah. while you're gone, since you just come and go? And he's like, no. No. It is. It, she thought it seemed odd at first, but... Then he went on to explain, like, oh, no, it's because we don't want to mess up her routine. routine and she was like, this. okay, like, she she was like, she was having it. Yeah. So, um, and, like, throughout the book, they're noting that, like, a storm is coming. Like, yeah. a lot of rain, torrential downpour. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I mean, essentially, everybody's hanging out at the house at one point as, like, the storm starts to come in. Unless I'm forgetting something here. No, mostly like all the in between. It really doesn't start to pop off until the end of the book. The last um, half. Yeah. And it's like, so everything up to this point, it's just them being pretty much terrorized. Slowly. Slowly by like Daisy slash, you know, Marin. Marin. Um, yeah, because at this point, the parents are questioning is daisy the imaginary friend mm-hmm. marin or right is it actually an imaginary friend? friend like what what are we dealing with here yeah. um so it's it's interesting i mean and how barb gets involved she was just trying to be a good friend I, she's just trying to be a good friend dude i mean oh so actually so before all that backtracking what really starts to pop it off is when scotty comes over yeah they tell him what's going on with Derek and Scotty's there like, you sure about that? Are you sure that it's really Scotty's an overprotective big brother. Mm -hmm. Um, And pretty much was saying like, Oh, you know, Ellie didn't tell me to go and figure out what's going on, but I could read it in her tone. I know what my little sister wants. Wait, Now you got fucking nosy. And And you know what happened? You got your guts cut open. Kidnapped, strung up, broke his back yeah that was fucked up like in the right spot that like he couldn't feel you know yeah, from like, the waist down because she jumped on him you know needled him like as she does apparently yeah that's her thing that's her thing mm-hmm. what well, i'm like okay with how frail she is but like but now now that we finished it where things are popping we now place, understand why she has like that strength mm-hmm. but he still fell right on the corner of the stairs so it hit the right right. vertebrae so everything below his rib cage down (coughs) obviously not feeling anything and then i believe she even administered extra drugs to make sure he wouldn't feel this pain but stay alive scaffold him yep so he's like falling out tied up and and marin walks in with clark the dog and he can tell he's like not been fed for days and she even says like she starved him and then she gave him what the fuck did she call it two drugs and i cannot pronounce them for the life of me but one was a um it was like um like a an appetite stimulant yep. was one of them and then once like pretty much to make him just like sleep yeah because she didn't want him like anyone to be uh what's what i'm looking for oh my god I'm fighting 
finding him? Finding him. Yeah, like hearing him. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, so. My brain. They let the dog just nom Scotty's guts out. And, like, mind you, that was their family dog. So, their like, that's kind of Oh, but weird. then after nomming on Scotty, gives him back to Derek. Yeah, she's, like, scratching on, like, the little closet door. And Derek's, like, what is that? And he's like, oh my god, my dog. They, like, take the dog to the vet, and that's when, like, Barb comes into play. She's mm-hmm. like, shit is popping off. I don't even know what is going on at this point. Um, it was, that's where, like, things do get wild. Like, the storm is coming in. Like, we've mm-hmm. taken the dog to the vet. Like, Holly ends up coming um, over um, because she could, you know, hear the fight, duplex, shared like, walls and such. A, we share walls, so is everything okay? I just want to make sure Derek's not here. Yeah, and, and Brian, Brian like, oh, yeah. spills all the tea, though, about, like, what's been going on. He's like, you've never like, heard. He whispers it, though. He's like, be quiet. Because he doesn't want Marin to hear. Yep. But she's like, I've not heard of anything like this. And he just sounding cuckoo for fucking Cocoa Puffs. Um... So little does he know she's like the only person I ever see is like Ron, the car salesman oh. that uh, <laughs> um, is like going at Marin's house. And he's like, I didn't think he was a car salesman. No, because he said that he was a lawyer. Yep. So this, you know, triggers Brian to then hunt him down at the car salesman shop. <laughs> right. He then corners Ron in the bathroom, thinking he's got the upper hand. Ron just, pa shoots him in the chest. Shoulder. Oh, shoulder. Just, da Right in there. Just, no. Just, sir. We ain't got oh, no chill. But then tells the, his entire fucking life story of how he met Marin. He does, which... Total villain. I did think was interesting. He's He says that, like... He knows Brian wants answers, and he says that they're being targeted because of the house. It's just because you moved in. And Ron actually owns and rents the house out um, for Marin, um, who we find out is not a relation to him. Nope. Not a niece. may not even be human, we find out at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Ron also shows Brian that he ain't got no balls. So we yeah, find out- like- that this is the man I would assume from the beginning the that prologue. comes running out of the home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Um, he's apparently said he was drunk and showed up un- unannounced, and she saw his desire as an opportunity and have him remove his scrotum with a razor, and he he did. And then she f- ironed it to to help with the blood. Yeah. What a gal. What a gal. What a lady. She's like, you have more. You have a purpose. This isn't it. Yep. Um, Castrate so yourself. <laughs> her disease is to cover up what she truly is, which is evil. Absolute evil. Um, there's a scuffle, and somehow Brian's able to shoot Ron. Right in the back of the head. Just, it's great. Um, and Blows like, up the trailer. While all this is happening, Ellie has her own thing going on, and so does Derek, right? So, like, and Barb, yeah, like, Ellie and Barb are now, like, back at their house, like, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. That's when they see the condoms. Yes. Um, they even see, like, well, found the condoms in Brian's nightstand. Then, Barb's like, 
take a drink of water. water that was on Brian's nightstand. Oh, funny enough. There's meth in it. And she's a recovering addict. She's what like, the fuck? No, speed. Yeah, it was one of the two. Because she was like, it was, there was like a meth bag. bag downstairs. Yeah, like, so. All for Marin to place, like, put all these thoughts that they're trying to work on. Mm-hmm. And that's what was, like, so fucked up about the book for me, right? Is it was, like, not, like, you're straightforward, like, oh, I'm going to kill you. But it was, no, like, mental. It was, like, mental fuckery. Like, Brian comes home and he's like, you're high as a kite. And she's like, well, you're cheating on me. Yeah. And then there's pictures of Marin naked on their bed, on his phone. And he's like, who the fuck is this? And then zooms in and was like, look at all the scars. Yep. You can tell. Um, So Holly ends up like taking Derek. No, 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 no. Barb. Or Barb. Yes. My bad. Takes Derek. Goes to like get ice cream. Yes. And fucking Ellie's just fiending and finds out that they're at the house. So she's like, I'm going to go back to the house. Yeah. Yeah. Because she went to a gas station to get cigarettes. Yes. Because it was a stressful moment. I mean, fuck. Right. You know? I would too. Um, We then kind of hear like once Ellie gets to the well before ellie even gets there no we find out when when ellie gets there that they're actually at holly's house drying off um and derek's upstairs or whatever and he's like daisy's up here and ellie and i was like like, the fuck turns around and then here's holly with a goddamn axe yeah so that again is an axe or is it a bat that was a bat it was a bat broke her knee dude i was like holy shit and right before this she sees a photo of ron in holly's house and it's a wedding photo so ron and holly were married and now holly about to be real pissed that ron's dead um so that that was that was great um and then from here it's like pure fuckery it is pure fuckery and pure wild like i don't even want to get too deep into it but like essentially marin slash daisy has you know ellie locked up and she's chained up she's tied up and like by like a five foot pile of excrement yeah dude like what was that about though i think that's where she just did her business her her nasty her toilet nasty... didn't work who knows she's psycho i yeah i don't know <laughs> i i don't know man i got questions on that one um it's just how the uh crazy demons leave I, maybe Live. maybe so that's fine um Derek comes in and saves her you know okay. unties her she essentially realizes she's got to get her family out of there um yeah and it is chaos absolute chaos house. and then it's like twist after twist and like what the fuck is going on you're like oh my god. oh my god this happened and then you're like oh, well wait a second and then you're like oh, oh my, my god. god and then you're like it's- whoa 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 oh my god like the last 40 50 pages i was just like both of us just like oh what what like, what is happening and then it it did a nice little tie together yep um, where it's like it's a prologue and derek it's like 10 years later goes back the to epilogue see his, yeah to yeah see his therapist yep um you know she hasn't seen him and we hear that like derek's kind of known as the local boogeyman yeah. at this point like and, he like, killed his family he did all because he saw imaginary friends um but he just wants to know why Marin did it 
And but all that's the whole thing Dr. Strobel says yeah. is evil has no motive. Yeah. I mean, like. You can't really I, talk about good and evil, you know, because like evil, they have no rhyme or reason. I agree. So, and that really ties into Anna. Um, anathema. Anathema. Um, and I wanted to touch on like the, the definition. Yeah, go for it. So, and this is in the book, um, one that is cursed by, oh dear Lord, ecclesiastical authority, someone or something intensely disliked or loathed, a banner curse solemnly, solemnly pronounced by ecclesiastical authority and accompanied by excommunication, um, basically a curse. So... I'm assuming Marin was a cursy little demon mm -hmm. and cause she would like change from this gross scarred, Hope greasy haired. Yeah. Like wide smile to Wild like teeth. what would be our peach. Right. Yeah. Like with the pink dress and that was Caked on makeup. That was weird. I'm curious what the, what the thought is on that. Yeah. It got, I'm wondering if there's just like any specific like reasoning that she did that. Yeah, like was is she it just, just targeting the house? Yeah, like I don't because they're right next to it. She knows that she can like psychologically damage them. Or was it just for the boy? Because to everybody else, she was Marin. But yeah, to the boy, it was Daisy. So like, she just wanted to corrupt him and maybe gain his trust because he did like say he absolutely trusted her. Yeah. Like a lot in the beginning, which he shouldn't have. Don't trust strangers, kids. No, don't do it. Oh, do you have any imaginary childhood friends? See, I know I did. You creeper. And you know. Well, I mean, when you get bullied and picked on for so long. <laughs> You're only friends before you actually had your best friend move in across the street from you when you were in third grade. Like That's I had, fair. I had imaginary friends. Um, I just don't remember exactly who they are or what their names were or anything, but I know I had them because that's yeah. like all I had at the time. I just talked to my stuffies a lot, like my stuffed animals. Yeah. Like if anything, they were my like imaginary friends. I didn't have no Daisy. No, no. I was just like, go ghost hunting as a kid. So that was all I was doing. We had this little patch of woods, like behind the house. And we just, I just go ghost hunting and try to see if I could find any fairies. Any fairies. Honestly. Yes. Um, okay. So I put, I'd give this like a 4.1 out of five. Yeah. For a rating for me. I just thought I had really good twists, plots. Um, yeah. Sublim subliminal messaging mm -hmm. and like really straightforward messaging yeah and i like that um he put in songs with like some of the lyrics like they yes. made sense for what's going on they they really did they made sense for the scene and i was yeah. like yes i love that um so that was fun too i just thought it was all around a pretty great book so i agree um we will do it Haunts the Mind and Other Short Stories by Nick, Nick. as well. Um, um, and then we maybe will have 
Code of Silence coming from Chantal Tessier soon. Yeah. We're going to try to get through all the Dark Kingdom books, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll see what we got. What we got. But we'll be back next week. Next week. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to see more from us, you can find us on Instagram at the Midnight Babes Podcast and on TikTok at the Midnight Babes. Stay spooky, friends.